Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. I want to speak to you today on the topic of what label are you wearing? Everybody say, what label? Look at the person next to you and say, what label? We're going to talk about labels today. You may not realize it, but all of us wear labels. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Everybody say, I am. am. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? What's the word on the street? What do pe- who do people say that I am? Of course, some say a prophet, some say Elijah, some say just different things. And then, of course, Peter says, you are Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus says three things. He says, first of all, he says that you are blessed. See, when we understand who Jesus is, and we understand that he died for our sins and he rose from the grave, and we receive him as our personal Savior, we understand that we are a child of God. How many of you know we can live the blessed life? We are blessed. doesn't mean that we're going to have everything go our way, but it means that we're going to have blessings, even things that money can't buy, like love and joy and peace. You, know, you can't put a price tag on that, can you? And so we have the privilege to be blessed by God to live the life that he's called us to live. And number two, he says, he says, he will build his church. I'm reminded often, we started C3 Church 20 years ago in a little elementary school cafeteria. We had about 50 people sitting in elementary school chairs. And now we have a, a, an old tobacco farm. We're in eastern North Carolina outside of Raleigh, and uh, we have a 47-acre, an old tobacco farm. We used to grow tobacco on it. We don't grow tobacco anymore. Uh, I'm not sure what they're growing back there, but uh, <laughs> it's not tobacco. But uh, we now have a, a life-giving church and, uh, that God's blessed us with, and, and uh, we're reaching people in our community. But I'm reminded often that it's not my church. It's not Martha's church. It's not the staff's church. It's his church. And his promise is that he will build his church. And so let me encourage you today here at Fresh Church, that that God is building his church. And he did all the heavy lifting when he died on the cross for our sins. And so we can know, you know what? I I just want to be faithful to do what God has called me to do, to build his church in this part of Nashville, in this part of Tennessee, for God's glory. 
He's building his church. I, I realize if I'll focus on building people, he'll build his church. So as we focus on people and build people up and encourage them and lift them up, God will take care of his church. Amen, everybody? And then number three, he says he will give us the keys of the kingdom. And I think one of the things I'm going to share with you today is really one of the keys to living the life that God has for us and to living the blessed life. What label are you wearing? See, I've realized that when I have an encounter with the great I am, that's when I discover who I am. So if you're taking notes, I have two key points today. The first one is this, is discover. Everybody say discover. We must discover who we are in Christ. In my life, you know, I grew up, grew up in church. My parents are Christians, and, and uh, there were many times where I just had identity crisis of, of who I was. And, and when I understood that, that he is the great I am, and that I am who I am because of who he is, and I can declare that I'm a child of God because of who he is. Let me do some some background here and let's talk about Moses in the Old Testament. You might have heard the story about Moses and the burning bush, right? Maybe you saw the classic movie. (laughs) Moses has an encounter with God through the burning bush. And for the first time ever, God tells us his name. Of course, he's calling Moses to to deliver his people from Egypt and and go to Pharaoh and deliver his people. And, And of course, Moses makes all these excuses. And then he says, I don't even know who to tell them sent me. Who, like, who are you? What, what is your name? And for the first time, God tells us his name and tells Moses his name, and he says, my name is I am. And I wonder if Moses was like, well, that's kind of what I'm asking you, Lord. Like, what is your name? Like, I am. <laughs> and he says, I am. Always have been. Always will be. I'm the Alpha. I'm the omega, I'm the beginning, I'm the end, I'm everything that you need. I am that I am. That is my name. So, of course, if you know the story, he goes to Pharaoh and delivers his people from slavery. Then we see Jesus shows up, and we see in the Gospel of John seven times where Jesus declares, I am. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. We see seven times where he says that he is I am. Why? Because we know that Jesus, being the Son of God, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all three are the great I am. So when Jesus showed up, he's like, I am the great I am. And as we see these, these I am statements, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. All seven of those I am declarations of Jesus answer questions that people are dealing with today. For example, let me give you one of those. So one of the questions that your friends are probably asking, and you maybe you've asked it yourself, is I don't know who I can trust. Who can I trust? I, I don't know if I can trust in the government. I don't know if I can trust in other people. I, I, maybe you've been hurt or wounded or, or somebody has stabbed you in the back or maybe it's an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or an, or a, an an ex-wife or ex-husband and somebody or ex-boss and somebody's hurt you and you're like, I don't know who I can trust. But when you understand that when I encounter the great I am, that's when I discover who I am and Jesus declares I am the good shepherd, then we can know that he is our good shepherd and the Psalm 23 says that he will guide us and he will direct us and he will protect us. 
So therefore, when I understand my identity is in him, then if you hurt me, it doesn't devastate me like it used to. Yeah, how many you know we still get hurt, right? It still disappoints us. But it doesn't spiral us down into a, a state of depression whenever somebody does something that, that hurts us. Why? Because we have the good shepherd. And when you have that confidence and that trust and that security in, in who, who he is and who he says I am, then we can encounter lots of difficulty and we can overcome challenges and overcome criticism and overcome our critics. Amen, everybody? Our identity is in Christ. But the question is, what label are you wearing? You know, we, can, we notice a lot from labels. Labels are powerful. Even logos and labels. You, you can see an image like the golden arches, right? You can see that. It's like, there's McDonald's, right? Little, if, you, if you have little kids, I see a few little kids. I was back, walking back in the kids' area and some beautiful young world changers back there being raised up. And, and uh, you know, when I was, we had little kids and we were driving down the road and they didn't even know how to talk yet, but they would see the golden arches, like, oh, 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 you know. They recognized McDonald's. I want a Happy Meal, right? Couldn't even talk yet, but they could, they recognized that. So I have a few labels here. I want to see if you can recognize them. I, I think you have the labels. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay, so what is that, everybody? Apple. Obviously, Apple. How many of you have an iPhone? Okay, I want to see who other Christians are. All right, so <laughs> what's the next one? Obviously, it doesn't say Nike, but we know that's a Nike swoosh, right? What's the next one? There we go. Who wants a Big Mac? Big Mac attack, anybody? What's that burger place called? Burger Republic. I need to get one of those today. I felt the Holy Ghost when you said that. All right. There you go, Disney, of course. What's the next one? Starbucks. There you go. One person knows crema. You guys ever been there? I didn't have Frothy Monkey up there, I don't think, right? What's the most popular local coffee chain or coffee restaurant? Crema? Okay. You guys like big into coffee? Okay, I've had like four cups already this morning, so. What's the next one? Any of all fans in here? It's right. interesting uh, reaction there. What's the next one? Come on, they won the champ- national championship in baseball. Right. You got to celebrate what you can, right? Any, any more? Wow, we got some, a lot of emotion on that one. All right, is, are there any more? Oh, Patriots, come on, man. And I think there may be one more. Harry Titans. All right, so you might say, what are we, I thought we were, you know, what's the sermon or whatever, we're at church, like we're looking at like stupid stuff, but here's my point, is when you saw those labels, you saw those logos, and most of them, or many of them, you were some kind of reaction, wasn't there? There was some emotion, there was like, wow, maybe you saw the team that you like, or you're like, man, I want to go to Disney World, or uh, whatever it was, and you saw that, and it created some emotion. Or maybe it's a team that you don't like. You saw the Patriots, or you know, you saw the you saw the Vols, or you saw Alabama. Alabama, a lot of reaction on that one, right? And uh, so, but we see those labels. But labels are powerful. Now, growing up, I, I was um, raised in, in Nashville. I, I moved here when I was five years old. So I went first grade through high school, and when I was in second grade at Paragon Mills elementary school and I remember the teacher putting us in different reading groups and they she put like the 
slow readers at this round table and then the average readers at this table and the fast readers at this table. I'm not sure how I knew as a seven-year-old that each table represented a different thing. But I, I remember that. And I immediately just kind of went to the, the fast reading table with my friends. I just thought, well, that's obviously where I'm supposed to be because my mama always told me I was smart, right? So I sat down there, and, and my teacher came to me, and she didn't do anything wrong, obviously. But she came to me, and she said, Matthew, you're actually at the wrong table. You're supposed to be at this table right here. So I felt a little embarrassed. I sat at the wrong table and put me at the middle table. Then I realized, this is why am I here? Well, this is for the average readers. And I felt like this label that was put on me, that I'm just kind of average. Now, my teacher didn't do anything wrong. She was just doing her job. She obviously had no intentions of, but the devil used those words, and it put a label on me. And this is kind of embarrassing, but I can remember going through school, and, and when you were able to choose different classes and different electives, and I would often choose an easier class, because in my mind, the devil had told me that I'm just average. Then uh, at, uh, I, I went to Overton High School. I'll never forget uh, wrestling in the state tournament. I was a freshman and went to the state tournament. was wrestling this guy, and it went into overtime. And I lost by one point. I understand your, your pastor wrestled too. It's pretty cool. I lost by one point. I never forget. I was devastated. I thought I should have won the match. You know, I was, I was frustrated because I didn't think I got back points when I should have. And anyways, you know, all this, this disappointment. I remember sitting at the, at the, in the hallway of the gymnasium at the state wrestling tournament, 14 years old, season's over. My coach came up to me. Again, he didn't mean anything bad by this. He wasn't trying to be mean. He just looked at me and said, Matt, you could have won that match, but you gave up. You quit. You could have won that match. I remember this label being put on me that I'm, I'm a quitter. I started wearing this label around. Now, you, you wouldn't have noticed it, but in my heart, I kind of was, was tempted to quit. If ever, if ever anything got really difficult or challenging, I, I would avoid. And I would withdraw because I felt like, well, I'm a quitter. The devil put that label on me. Then later on um, in high school, you know, many people have been abused sexually, physically, violated physically, not just women, but men as well. And unfortunately, that happened to me by a friend that I trusted. Very, very embarrassing. Something I hid very, very deep and buried deep until just actually a few years ago when the Holy Spirit revealed it to me of what had happened. And I got set free from that and took this label off. But for a long time, I wore this label of shame. I felt dirty. I had nothing to do with what happened. I was the one that was violated, and maybe you've been violated, and we tend to wear this label of shame. And then I went off to university, and I got a wrestling scholarship. I had really no direction in my life. I wasn't really following Jesus. So my identity was in Matt Fry the Wrestler. If you were to ask me, you'd be like, well, I'm, I'm Matt Fry the Wrestler. You know, you look at these labels, it looks kind of funny for me to be wearing these labels, but you may have some labels that you're wearing around because of the words that the devil has used to put these labels on you. Could be from a parent, could be from a teacher, a coach, somebody that you looked up to, could be from, uh, from a friend that you trusted and they said some hurtful things to you. But the devil has no business putting labels on you. And today, we're going to pray that 
that God will deliver you from these labels and you can tear these labels off and put on some labels of who, who Jesus says you are. Amen, everybody? The second word is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Declare. Everybody say declare. declare. We first of all must discover who we are in Christ, but second of all, we must declare who we are in Christ. The words that we speak are, are very important, and they're very powerful. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, look at this. It says, the tongue has the power of life and what? Death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So our words have power to bring life or death. Our words can build up, or our words can what? Tear down. Our words can encourage, or our words can discourage. Our words are powerful, and if we're not careful, we can just kind of say words and not really thinking about it. I know I've said words to Martha, sometimes joking, sometimes with sarcasm, but those words often have hurt her. Our words are powerful. We have to be careful of the words that come out of our mouth and the words that we speak over ourselves. There are times where I still find myself doing this, you know. I mean, just before church today, this morning, I'm trying to put some, some honey in my coffee right behind that, that uh, little curtain right there. And, and I just spilled the whole full cup of coffee right there. And, and we're all trying to clean it. it just, and my, then a, my iPad went one way and my, my iPhone went the other way. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on? I'm, and I'll say things like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did that. You know, I find myself saying that a lot, but then I, God reminds me, you're not an idiot. You're a child of God. You might say, well, that's kind of silly. I'm just telling you right now, it's powerful. And if we can, rather than saying negative words over our life, but say what God says about us, I'm a child of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm more than a conqueror. I am God's masterpiece. I'm a warrior of the king. And declare what God says about us through his word, then we can live out the purpose and plan that God has for us. What we say about ourselves can impact our life and can impact our future. I mentioned earlier about Moses going to the 12 spies. I'm mean, sorry, Moses going to Moses and, and delivering his people from slavery. And then, of course, they're heading to the promised land, right? And then they send the 12 spies to spy out the land. How many of you guys have ever heard that story, the 12 spies? So they send the 12 spies to spy out the land. And, of course, all 12 come back, and, and all 12 say, man, it's filled with, it's a beautiful place with milk and honey. I mean, it's just amazing. But, but 10 of them said, man, but there's giants in the land, and, and, and we look like grasshoppers compared to them. Like, there's no way we can take this. I mean, this is, we don't need to even try this. But two said that we can do it. Two said, yeah, there's giants in the land that are bigger than us, but our God is bigger than those giants. Now, can I ask you a question? There's a little Bible quiz, those of you that maybe have heard this story before. Or you, 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 you know, you, maybe you grew up in church and you, you know, you've heard this story a million times. But who were the two spies that said, we can do this? Anybody know? Joshua and Caleb. Everybody say Joshua. Everybody say Caleb. My son's name's Caleb. We named him. One of the reasons why we named him Caleb was for this very story right here. Because the Bible says that, they, uh, that Caleb had a different spirit about him. He had a positive spirit. We all know people named Joshua and Caleb, right? You probably have some friends, maybe some family. Know somebody named Joshua, know somebody named Caleb. Your pastor's name is Josh. I want you to notice 
what happens in Numbers chapter 14, verse 26. Because the ten negative spies, they spread a negative report. And they were saying, we, we need to get a new leader. <laughs> like, we need to go back to slavery. And all this negativity. How many of you know negativity can spread like wildfire? And they began to be negative and spread a negative report. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 26, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long must I put up with this wicked community and its complaints about me? Yes, I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. Now tell them this, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, watch this, I will do to you the very things I heard you, can we say it together? Say. say. I will do to you the very th things I heard you say. Not do, but say. The words that they spoke. I will do to you the very things I heard you say. Now I asked you earlier the names of the two spies that were positive. Many of us knew Joshua and Caleb, right? Now let me ask you another question. This is a little bit harder. What are the names of the ten negative spies? Without looking at your Bible, do you know the names of the ten negative spies? Do you know maybe five of the ten? Can you name one or two of their names? I have traveled and shared a message similar to this all over the world, from Canada to the Netherlands, all over America, different places. I have yet to have anyone know the ten negative spies. Not really, not even one or two. So let me share these names with you, see if you recognize them. Shamua. Sound familiar? Shaphat. Nobody names their kids these names. Come over here, Shaphat. Right? You know, these aren't common names, right? Igal. Palti. Gadiel. Gadi. Amil. Sathur. Nabi. Gaul. We don't recognize those names. Nobody wants to name their kids after someone who could have been a world changer, but they weren't. But how many people do you know named Joshua and Caleb? I used to preach this message and hear this message. I hear people preach this message, and I would, I would feel all this emotion towards the ten negative spies. Like, how could they? How could they? I mean, they were at the promised land. It's the promised land. How could they, how could they do that? How could they miss out and not trust God? And one day God spoke to me and said, Matt, sometimes you do that. Sometimes you don't trust me. Sometimes you focus on the negative rather than what the promises of God. I said, forgive me, Lord. You're right. Here's what I believe. I don't know for sure. I'll find out when I get to heaven. But this is what I believe. I believe all 12 of those spies could have been world changers. All 12 of those spies could have been history makers. They all, they all had the same promise. The only thing I see that distinguishes between the 10 negative spies and the two, two positive spies is what they declared with their mouth. What they said, the words that they declared over their mouth. Joshua and Caleb declared God's promises. The other 10 declared negativity of what we can't do. The wrong I am's kept them from experiencing the promised land. Let me encourage you today. Be a Joshua. Be a Caleb. Let's be a world changer. 
Let's declare what God says about us. Let's declare his promises and stop declaring what the devil says about us. I don't know what labels you're wearing. Maybe you can relate to some of the stupid labels the devil has put on me. But can we just take some of these labels off today in Jesus' name? Come on, let's take these labels off today. And let's put on some new labels. Maybe some of you have been abused. Some of you have been abandoned. Some of you have been deserted. Some of you feel very lonely. You have all these labels. Maybe your identity is in your job, your occupation. Like if I were to say, who are you? You'd be like, I, I am so-and-so the, the, the attorney. I am so-and-so a teacher. I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm a, I'm a musician. You know, you might say, well, that's kind of my, that's who I am. And that's true. But our primary identity as a believer must be who God says we are. I'm not Matt Fry, a pastor. I'm Matt Fry, a child of God, who just happens to be a pastor. There was a time, early in my ministry, I was a youth pastor, and I was devastated. I was in between churches and had gone through just a horrible time, and I remember sitting on my couch and feeling like a failure. I wasn't a youth pastor at the time. My identity, I didn't realize at that time, my identity was I was Matt Fry, the youth pastor. And God spoke to me as I was reading his word. And he says, you're not Matt Fry, youth pastor. You're Matt Fry, a child of God. That's your identity. What you do is secondary to who you are in Christ. So let's take these labels off today. I'm going to give you some new labels. I, I began, th- th- what I'm sharing with you today came from my life journey. I'm not preaching at you today. I had to live this. And, and way before it was ever came, went, came in, went, uh, was in a book or, or a message or anything, I began to look through the Bible. I thought, I wonder how many I am declarations there are about me. Because when I encounter the great I am, that's when I discover who I am. And the Bible is filled with I am statements about us. See, God is the great I am. Jesus came and he declared I am, Right? And now God says that, that because of that, we can declare who we are in Christ. So I'm going to share with you 31. I came up with 31 I am declarations. I counted them up, and they were like 31. And I thought, this is perfect, because there's one for every day of the month. And so every day when I woke up this morning, I get a reminder. There's a reminder app. If you go to, if you go to mattfry.com, there's a whole bunch of free resources there. You can download the declarations for free. There's bookmarks on there. There's iPhone app reminders, there's Google reminders. I, I have those on my computer, have them on my phone. So this morning, I woke up, I declared who I am in Christ. I am healed. It popped up on my phone. I am healed. I just began to, and you might think this is weird, but I declare it with my mouth. I just say it out loud. I am healed. You might say, why do you do that? I, I just take God's word for what it says, and I just, I'm just going to declare it with my mouth. And it really does work. There's one time, I, I hate going to the dentist. Anybody hate going to the dentist? I mean, I just, I mean, like fear just rises up. I'm going to get my teeth cleaned. And all of a sudden, it's like fear rises. I was driving to the dentist not too long ago, and I was all freaking out in the car. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I began to start declaring, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. All of a sudden, the peace of God just came over me. You might say, well, that's kind of weird, kind of silly. I, I'm just telling you, it works for me. It's not magic. It's the Word of God. It's the power of declaring what God says about me and who I am. I go to the dentist, and, and everything just worked out fine. It wasn't a big deal, right? Everything was fine. 
And the dentist, after the, the appointment, the dentist, the head dentist over the whole deal, looked at in the office, a little finance lady, she said, whatever is on his balance, zero it out. He said, come with me, let's go have lunch. I went and had lunch with the dentist. He just like, and here I was driving there, like freaked out, all nervous. Ended up not even costing me anything. Didn't really even hurt that bad. And then I go and have lunch with the dentist and he buys my lunch. Come on, that's a good day. You might say, well, that's a coincidence. I don't know. I'm just saying that when I declare, a piece of God comes over me. And if that's all that happened, it was good enough. Just a piece of God. Everything else was just extra. So you're ready for the 31 declarations? I want to declare these over you, and I really want us to declare them together. So as I declare these, I want you to think about who God says that you are. So let's take these labels off. But how many of you can't just take something off? You have to put something on. Because if you just take off the labels and don't refill them, the devil will come and try to put those labels back on you. So here they are. I am fearfully and wonderfully made by a holy God. I am God's masterpiece. I am made in the image of God. I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I am called by name. I am a new creation. The old life is gone. I am greatly loved by God. I am his child. I am a member of God's family. I am blessed in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing. I am chosen to be a part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart for God. I am his treasured possession. I am precious to God. I am a temple of the living God. I am full and complete, lacking nothing. I am the righteousness of God. I am his ambassador. I am free. I am healed. I am whole. I am more than a conqueror. I am a warrior for Christ. I am wanted. I am significant. I am a citizen of God's kingdom. I am sent by God. I am light in the darkness. I am a friend of God and appointed to bear good fruit. Come on, I am his radiant bride. And I am without spot or wrinkle. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. In Jesus' name. Everybody said.